Welcome to Voices of the Belt and Road podcast, brought to you by the Belt and Road Advisory, your professional advisors on all matters concerning the Belt and Road Initiative. Voices of the Belt and Road is our flagship podcast, and with each episode, we'll hear the personal stories of people who are part of the Belt and Road Initiative. The aim of this podcast is to demystify the initiative by interviewing a broad array of people whose lives are impacted day in and day out by the world's largest cross-border trade initiative and infrastructure build-up. On this podcast, in addition to university researchers, think tank experts, and policymakers, you can also hear from business people, workers, and countless others involved in the Belt and Road. You'll hear people tell their own personal stories in their own languages, because at the end of the day, the Belt and Road Initiative is changing people's lives, and we want you to hear it from them. Please enjoy this week's podcast, and thanks for tuning in. And welcome to the Voices of the Belt and Road podcast. I'm your host, Greg Stetz. Today, we have a unique opportunity to talk with Tim Luan, the director and the head of global incubation at Innoway, a government-backed startup street located in the heart of Beijing uh, technology hub, Zhongwensun. Tim, it is a pleasure to have you with us. I'm glad to be here. Uh, please tell us a bit about yourself and your vision for Innoway. How does success look like for you uh, five years from now? My name is Tim Wan, and I am the director of Global Incubation at Innoway, which is unique that it is an entire street for startups filled with incubators, accelerators, and other entities, all there specifically to support startups. At Innoway, I am in charge of several departments, including international departments, the corporate liaison department. And as we manage tenants on the street, there are also some property management operations that I look after as well. Over the last five years since forming Innoway, it has become the most famous, operationally mature, and successful places for startups in Zhongguansun. It also happens to be the first entire city street that serves as an incubator in China with a specific theme of innovation and entrepreneurship. Now, this style of innovation and technology street is being copied in all parts of China, North and South. Beijing has more unicorns than any other city in the world, but Zhongguansun is not really well known globally comparing to Silicon Valley or even Shenzhen. Why is that? And do you see Zhongguansun becoming world famous soon? That is a very good question. In fact, Beijing's Zhongguansun already accounts for almost half the number of startup unicorns in China, and the number for China is second only to the United States. However, Zhongguansun has not been particularly international in focus, and the name or brand of Zhongguansun is not one that is well recognized overseas. One of the main reasons for this, and it is not limited to Zhongguansun, it is applicable to all of China, is that the internet startups here have a huge local market in China right in front of them, so they have not spent much time thinking about overseas markets so far. In fact, most Chinese unicorns became unicorns based on their results and prospects in the domestic market, and not by factoring in their potential growth overseas. That said, over time, more and more unicorns in China are listing their companies overseas in the U.S. or Hong Kong, so that is driving a new focus on overseas markets. For example, Douyin, Xiaomi, Ofo, Mobike, and others are making serious efforts to grow revenue and market share outside of China. 
One more trend is that because the internet is in a manner of speaking open and flat, the barriers to entry are low, so even small and medium-sized foreign enterprises of innovative products have begun to come directly to China for growth and market development. This makes sense because China's market, after all, is the second largest in the world. At the same time, you also mentioned Shenzhen. Shenzhen and Shanghai are indeed, to some extent, more internationalized than Zhongguancun. But this comes from specific cases where specific infrastructure was in place to facilitate that. For Shenzhen, it is mainly the concentration of high-tech manufacturing and assembly factories there. For example, the iPhone is said to be designed in California but made in China. Every iPhone is basically produced in and around Shenzhen and by direct effect making Shenzhen famous. Shanghai by the fact that it is the largest international metropolis in China since the founding of the People's Republic of China, it has its advantages. That said, there is a constant progression of internationalization in Zhongguancun and Beijing and, in a way, is right at the forefront of that movement. In a way, like many institutions of this type in China, is backed by the government. What role does the Chinese government play in the country's startup scene? And how is China different in this regard comparing to other countries around the world? Generally speaking, China actually has a few national strategies. For example, the Belt and Road, that your company, the Belt and Road Advisory, is directly involved with, is actually one of the major strategies of the Chinese government. Among them, there is another. I'm not sure if it has a formal English name, but it is basically Mass Entrepreneurship, the Mass Innovation, or Double Creative. In fact, this concept was also put forward by Premier Li Keqiang from 2015 to examine the Zhongguancun business street and other innovation parks. Since this time, the Chinese government's support for innovation and entrepreneurship has grown very rapidly. In a way, it's just one such example. However, for Zhongguancun, where so many internet and entrepreneurial companies have already accumulated, the government tends to be much more selective about in support for entrepreneurial enterprises. The government tends to pay more attention to the startups that have larger potential to positively impact the economy and society. Personally, I have been to many countries to compare their activities with the double creation strategy we have in China. What I found was, while most overseas government-backed so-called innovation centers tend to have startups that are more reliant on government subsidies, places like Silicon Valley in the United States, as well as Zhongguancun in China, are unique in that they are more market-oriented in their approach. The government does not play a strong role at all. It seems that with highly innovative startups and enterprises, the ones that do well are ones that don't have a lot of direct support from the government. These companies, while they do develop competitive technology, do not rely on technology or government support for their competitive edge. And Chinese government is putting together many initiatives to attract foreign startups and foreign technology. Uh, why is that? I have seen companies like Uber who had good technology not do well in China. Compare that to companies like Didi, Baidu, and Yoku, which are more well known for their operational capabilities. Than their technology. So the Chinese government is concerned with providing an environment for innovation to take place and not concerned at all with the operational or business side, as that is better left to the entrepreneurs. For example, the government wants to ensure that sufficient AI and blockchain R&D is taking place to keep China in the lead technology-wise overall more than it is interested in backing any one specific company or industry vertical. In these respects, China wants this door to remain open to foreign companies as 
as well, because the market is also open. The Chinese market does not belong to the Chinese alone, but to the world. Therefore, any good technology or project in the world can be and should be tested in the Chinese market. It seems that every district, city or province is offering something a little bit different to foreign startups. So how can a foreign startup make sense of all this and choose the best location? Indeed, China is very large. And China, from north to south, from east to west, the urban background and industrial base are all quite different in each region. So every company opening operations needs to do some research to find the industrial base that best matches its needs. For example, Beijing, being the center of Chinese culture and government, tends to focus on culture, government, and on software innovation. Tianjin, being a port city, focuses on light industry port and transportation logistics. Then there's Shanghai, which is the most international city, so therefore attracts many large worldwide enterprises. Actually, what is most powerful in Shanghai is its financial industry. As mentioned before, Shenzhen and the areas surrounding Shenzhen are focused on assembly and manufacturing industries. So, if you choose to run a factory or do intelligent hardware or something in these related fields, choosing Shenzhen is a better choice than the other cities I mentioned just now. And do you, us, in a way, have a defined Belt and Road strategy? And how does it look like? As we go through the process of internationalization in China, we are increasingly discovering that a particularly large number of Chinese, especially mobile internet companies, are very involved in expansion in the countries along the Belt and Road. Many of these countries are developing countries and therefore have similar economic and infrastructure to China, for example, population density, resources, and etc. And they are at a similar phase in the national development. This environment is especially conducive to the success of China's mobile internet companies to replicate their best operational practices in these places, and at the same time, leverage their advantage in capital for investment. So the Chinese mobile internet companies have a tremendous potential for development by leveraging what they have experienced and learned, as well as the capital and resources they have amassed in the China market to drive rapid success in these countries. And how do you cooperate with other startup incubators and institutions from Belt and Road countries? What is the biggest challenge in making such cooperation bring concrete results? The question you asked is very good, and now we are also discussing with multiple incubators from some of the Belt and Road countries, as well as government institutions and colleges, to reach a consensus on how we can cooperate. First of all, the infrastructure of the Belt and Road gives us a high-speed channel to let entrepreneurs or technology companies on both sides to work together and communicate more effectively, effectively making what was seen as international actually feel local everywhere. It is a top priority of ours to connect to the local incubators of these Belt and Road countries to form a bridge for communication and cooperation. And it's a two-way street, allowing both Chinese and foreign companies to get on the ground quickly and focus more attention on their business development instead of spending lots of time in the preparation phase. Working together, we can overcome the chasm historically created by differences in the local politics, economy, culture, language, religion, etc., and just focus on getting down to business. And what kind of foreign startups can succeed in China? And can you give us an example of a success story of a company that, in a way, helped to succeed in China? 
Well, the foreign companies that do well in China have some type of specific technical expertise or strong technology. They basically have something that doesn't exist in China or is quite different from what exists in the market here. So our role is to give them good go-to market advice and help them find good partners in China so they can hit the ground running. With all these companies, there is always an initial period of acclimatization because doing business in China typically quite different from their home market. I can give you an example. An artificial intelligence-related self-driving project backed by a combinator. The Italian founder is currently incubating with us and looking for C-round investment. In this particular case, it is a B2B business, so the main focus for them is finding the right Chinese partners. In many cases, such B2B type companies take far fewer resources to launch, as they don't have to spend on the expensive marketing and branding that B2C companies often require. The net result is this company has already signed big contracts with key Chinese companies and is well on its way to being a big success in this market. And what kind of support can foreign companies expect to receive in China? First of all, the assistance foreign enterprises need can be divided into three levels. The first level is with basic operational issues because they are operating in China including company registration, visa issues, language, all stemming from doing business outside your home country in a different business environment. The second level is around the core business model and the inevitable adjustments that need to be made to it due to the difference in the business environment. Sometimes the company even has to reposition itself in China because of this. The third level is more comprehensive incubation services that involve raising money, developing strong industry connections, and so on. And that's it for today, Tim. It was great to learn about Innoway and your insights on Chinese startup scene. Thank you for meeting us today. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Voices of the Belt and Road podcast. If you want to learn more about the Belt and Road Initiative, check out our website at beltandroad.ventures. That's Belt and Road, one word, no spaces, and dot ventures, B E N T U R E S. On the website, you can subscribe to our weekly Belt and Road Bulletin and also follow our Belt and Road Advisory social media accounts on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram. That way, you'll always be up to date on what is happening on the Belt and Road. Thanks for tuning in and see you next week. <laughs>